a few weeks ago, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Alex and Rob from Hutch, and we decided to talk about our kind of graduation war stories and what that was like. And because some of us graduated from university, others were just self-taught, others sort of just jumped straight in there. And I thought it was worth sharing those sort of stories just to give people a bit of perspective of what you can do when you graduate. And, you know, maybe formal education isn't always the answer, but certainly there are underlying principles that no matter how you choose to get into the business are going to make the difference between whether you're going to be successful at it or not. I hope you enjoyed this chat. I love these guys. They're great. And this is one of a few more um, sort of sessions that I've recorded with the guys. Um, And that's it, really. So I hope you enjoy it. And like I said, any questions, leave me a message and share with your friends. Thanks. So that's funny. You didn't graduate. No, I didn't graduate. I, um, I went to college and did a kind of generic art design GMBQ. Yeah. Then specialised in graphic design. And two weeks before the end of the year, our portfolios got stolen. Me and a few other students actually got our full portfolios nicked. Wow. From uh, Richmond College. Um, Do you know who by? The police got involved. And some people from, I think it was it West Thames College, had entered our work into their A-levels. No way. Yeah, so the police got involved, but we didn't get any of our work back. I had one uni interview lined up with Kingston University turned up no portfolio kind of went this is the situation yeah obviously didn't get a place so I was like well I'm just gonna have to go into work and just went looking for a junior job and I started off in a agency as a studio junior yeah so making coffee doing photocopies not actually touching a computer okay yeah that's kind of and I did that for six months um and then that, then I ended up founding a, a kind of design junior position, and it kind of went from there. But actually, now I look back on it, I've, I end up with no student debt. Yeah, yeah, that very. And true. after that three years, I knew somebody who went to uni, and I think I was more qualified because yeah. I'd done the industry experience to where they were in the same I, same agree. position. I went. They to had all the ideas and they knew all the learning, which was amazing. Yeah, and they were a brilliant designer but they didn't have the industry skills. And I felt I was already further down the road than they were coming out of uni. That's interesting, because I went to Kingston Uni. Yeah. So I know, but, uh, okay. but it was, I didn't have my portfolio stolen. Yeah. I almost got mugged on my interview though. Did you? Yeah, because I was waiting outside for a mate to pick me up. It sounds like Kingston's a death trap, doesn't it? But it's, um, I was I was at Falmouth, and uh, oh, right. I was told you won't Jesus, get... a long way to go. Yeah, no, no, I, well, I was yeah. living in Falmouth, so yeah. I went to school there at Truro, yeah. did art, history of art, went to Falmouth, where you do kind of like a foundation, which is basically saying, I don't quite know what I want to do, mm. but I'm going to try everything and yeah. try and find interest. Live like a pig for a year, like just really kind of wasn't, I was enjoying it, but I was kind of distracted with DJing and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, look, I'm going to apply to Kingston. They just said, yeah, you won't get in. <laughs> they were like, no, really? why, why, you don't waste your time. Because I was like, Brighton and Kingston, bro, I want to get in. They go, look, you won't. Yeah, Kingston it, is. It's like 80 to one, yeah. like you're not going to get in. So... When I went for the interview, obviously full of confidence, but I did the whole exam when you have to sit to get in and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I remember waiting to get picked up and my mate was living at Kingston Uni, but he couldn't, he just left a message, I can't come pick you up. I've gone out with my girlfriend and her parents. So my mate's going to come and pick you up. Yeah. And this was just his flatmate. So I was waiting in the wrong place. Yeah. 
like a proper twat with my portfolio. <laughs> and some uh, some bloke came up to me on a bike, classic with a hoodie. Yeah. And he was just asking, like, what's the time? He was, oi, mate. Oi, mate. And I was like, oh, fuck, don't bug me. Proper, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. And I, you know, obviously, I sort of I heard portfolios are valuable in Kingston, yeah. as you know. But, like, no. but it's that thing of, like, yeah, that's probably got his eye up, my yeah. portfolio. My crap portfolio. <laughs> But but he was he was just that thing. He was like, "Oi, mate, what's the time?" And I was like, "Oh, it's yeah, quarter four. Don't show me your watch on your phone. And, and then I got a call and met my mate, my my mate's mate at yeah. the local gym, and went so him, and that was all of it. But it was like a real. I know that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But it's funny when you say like when I went to I did a degree. Yeah. Third year, I kind of punted it because I didn't want to do design. I wanted to do advertising. So oh, okay. all the briefs they were setting, I yeah. wasn't doing. Oh, right. So I was like, I want to learn advertising. No one here can teach me. I don't want to do layouts anymore in typography. It's kind of like it's too much for me. It's too yeah. narrow. I know you love all that sort of stuff. So yeah. you element. <laughs> but again, I was like, I kind of punted the third year. So I came out in a similar position because my graphic design degree is worthless in yeah. advertising. Not, yeah. Nobody cares. So you're, you are starting again, having done this degree, which is really quite good if you want to go in the industry. And I didn't. I yeah. wanted to go in advertising. So That's I had to... Of took me 18 months we had to buy the pair with a copywriter everything really? to get a job and it never became that useful until I'd probably established myself in the job as an art director and we could do I could do a bit of the design work yeah. to make our portfolio look good but quite often we were hammered for that so if we did like an idea and macked it up as they call it yeah they'd just go it's a shit idea you shouldn't have macked it up that shows you don't know a good idea and that'd really? be it you'd be hammered for it so we went back to drawing everything. Yeah, sketching it all out. Yeah, so to commit it to like macking it up was like the big deal. And yeah. people in the agencies like seeing your book would hate it. So we actually did less and less and less. So it became kind of, it was really odd you said that because like in a way I came out with a degree. Yeah. But again, it wasn't something I used particularly. No. But a new graduate as well. So what was I graduated that? from Falmouth, yeah. Okay, yeah. When yeah. I was living like a pig. Just like <laughs> but you didn't say, did you get into Kingston? I got into Kingston. Oh, you did? Oh, brilliant. So I did. So I got into, so I did my um, foundation, got in. I think yeah. they were all quite surprised um, and loved it. Like I worked my ass off and yeah. I really enjoyed it. But by the third year, I just found it, it was, it was really good. It's become more conceptual now, yeah. but I wanted to go into advertising. I like the creativity of like good adverts. Yeah. yeah. And it was, wasn't, I didn't want to drop it. It just was nobody on the course could teach it. So they didn't know yeah. the career path. So there were things like you could go to Bucks College to learn advertising I didn't know that, so, but that's a proper degree in advertising. Yeah. So by the time you've gone to Kingston, you've already learned for two years. You're like, well, I'm not going to go and jack all this in to go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, two years. I just figured yeah. I'll work it out. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but you were at Falmouth. I was at Falmouth, but actually before that, I ran my own surf skate brand. So I was doing my own clothing company, essentially driving around the country selling this to shops. Oh wow! Um, and I found I, I enjoyed the design inside of doing adverts for magazines and brochures and clothes a lot more than I enjoyed the actual driving around and selling sort of tenor <laughs> yeah. to a surf shop's doorstep and going through that. Um, and my girlfriend at the time was actually doing that um, foundation course at Falmouth. Okay, yeah. And I went along to see her show and there was a load of graphic stuff there. Yeah. And I remember stood in front of it thinking, well, this is the sort of stuff I do every day. Like, yeah. I, can, I can do this. So I contacted Falmouth Uni and by that stage I was a mature student. I think I was... Must have been around 26. But a mature student, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I contacted the course leader at the time and went in and had an interview with him and they, they offered me a place. But I didn't actually have any art 
qualification through it. Yeah. Literally, I just showed them a portfolio of stuff I've been doing. They sent me a couple of briefs and I went in, sort of got in the back door, essentially. Amazing. It was quite, yeah, very good. It was great. So. I think it's almost like all the mature students, they were like just better because they took it seriously. Oh, I was think, the, yeah, yeah, it's exactly the same thing. There's people turning up to their meetings and they hand on their work, whereas yeah. I've been literally diligently going through. Oh, Ten years previously, it wouldn't have been like that. No. A yeah, different stage night. in life, you, yeah. you suddenly have a real appreciation and want to be there and want to learn and absorb as much as you can, really. So, yeah. I remember doing that thing where you got to hand your sketchbooks in. <laughs> and I did art, I got well into it. And I knew the value of sketchbooks. I was talking to my son about that's a, the large chunk yeah. of what you're judged on it to show your workings. I was so slack at the time that I remember we were all drying the glue on our sketchbooks because when you hand them in and the glue's still wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I've never thought that they just go, do it again. This is, you just fudged this. And I was yeah. like, how do they know? And it's like, oh my God, the glue's wet. So we were like, just, it was that kind of really, really, I look back and no wonder they thought I was rubbish. Yeah. But it was one of those things that you were kind of, the whole approach was very different. I was yeah. DJing a lot and kind of, just yeah. living like an animal. It was quite good fun. I mean, like a proper animal. Oh, this is a story <laughs> That's from how uni. Art it should be like that. Yeah, but this, well, this was um, like, well, I won't tell. There was one story which was quite sort of bleak. We lived next to a Chinese guy called Hercules who we never saw. And he worked like a beast. Like yeah. all the time was just working. He was doing a journalism degree. And I lived with my mate and we never saw Hercules. And But you'd see his dishes left outside his door. And he was like, he couldn't really speak much English. And he was yeah. quite like just kept himself to himself and we lived in this sort of um, a really great house and unfortunately like one day we came back and the kitchen was just an absolute state there was food everywhere it was like a real mess and we were like what is he doing like, and we'd, we'd, it was like not animosity but we were like dude you've got to clean up after yourself and we yeah. told him and he wasn't paying attention and so we were like dude what the fuck man like getting really kind of annoyed and he burst like out really angry it was crying god and I was like, holy shit, I was only saying, like, just wash up. Like, I didn't want to upset him. <laughs> didn't want to break him. And he, but he, like, un, basically, like, he turned out, like, his girlfriend, who he'd been with for ages, had committed suicide. But his best friend hadn't told him and was, like, still making out, yeah, she's just a bit busy at work. And he'd, oh, his wow. friend had come over. And I remember his friend was staying with him in his room. And we were like, okay. And it was like, your friend's over here. You're making a mess. This isn't on. Yeah. And his friend told him. So he had this huge, like, massive breakdown. But from that, we were like really close. It was like, dude, you should have just talked to us. We're not your enemies. We're your flatmates. We're just saying, wash up. Just you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but in fairness to Hercules, I'll tell you why we were pigs. So I used to do DJing in what was the pirate in Falmouth. Right. And I did a night called Stuffed Chihuahua. Okay. <laughs> because my parents had an antique stuffed chihuahua in a, like a baby chihuahua in a case, like an antique right. stuffed chihuahua, which all my friends thought was nuts so we just called it that for a laugh and we did the, we painted all the banners my mate was really good at graffiti so we did all these banners for us and we painted them in the house yeah now in the house it had dark blue carpets similar to this kind of in here and we were using white paint and someone kicked the white paint over the carpet now <laughs> i couldn't tell the difference between oil-based and water-based yeah now this was water-based paint but someone said oh it's i don't know this was oil-based white paint so they said, oh, it's fine, it's water-based, we'll just leave it to soak in and then we'll come and wash it out later. So we went to the pub and left it, <laughs> came back and it was like a rock. Yeah, it's gone solid. Go so on. we couldn't do anything about it. And we were like, well, what do we do? So we thought, do we cut the carpet out or get a new carpet? Yeah. In the end, we went back to the art department and we took blue and black paint and mixed it to cover and it up. painted it the same <laughs> blue as the carpet, put the sofa on it and moved out like a few days later. 
the poor land. Wow. But that's the level of like we were just pigs. <laughs> so yeah, we weren't. This, we back. haven't answered the question about how to get a job. But I think um, so. Like when you left, so obviously you were just early doors. Had your portfolio stolen straight into work? Yeah, I went. Did that whole How thing. did the interviews go with like? So where's your portfolio? Oh, it, that, that it was that one interview that. at Kingston Uni, and they were kind of sympathetic, but they were like, "You've got, you can't show us anything you've done." That's amazing. And I'm we so had testimonials from kind of tutors at college and stuff who could say, yeah, yeah. "We've done this work. These are the grades. It's done." But it was just like, "No, you've got." That was that was the stop. There, there was no physical work to show. It's, it reminds so, me of the sort of thing of like you couldn't go to the black market to get a last minute portfolio. Yeah. Look, the man need a portfolio. I know, you need to get <laughs> and yeah, I don't, I don't know how other people got involved with how they got on in their A levels with our work and stuff. But that's so brazen, though, isn't it? Yeah, so it was crazy. crazy. So I ended up just having to do my CV, write out covering letters, and just pinging them out everywhere. And then an agency in Hammersmith were like, "Oh, we've got a, an office junior kind of role." Yeah. First kind of rung on the ladder, really. So I was kind of like, yeah, take it on. And what about you? What did you do? So you went back to Falmouth, mature student. Yeah, graduated. Um, and then I had that that horrible realisation that I was just sending out CVs, similar to what you were yeah. doing, but just getting responses back. There was there was just no junior roles. Everything was, they want experience, they want one to two years experience. Oh, really? Okay. And I found it such a difficult thing. That, like, how am I supposed to get experience? <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. really tricky. Um, you've gone back to uni to get better and yeah. ironically you've got yeah, less experience it's like oh so although I'm a better designer I've technically got less experience it mu- and it must be even more difficult now for students because yeah. the list of what agencies want is ridiculous you've mm. got to be an all round designer nowadays we like, make some job adverts don't we and we're just shocked yeah. by what they expect you to know all the digital ones, stuff yeah. and you're just like Jeez, I know at Kingston a lot of people like Johnson Banks would all come to the show and give people jobs Yeah, that was the big draw was like all the big agencies would come and just basically yeah, hand out yeah. jobs on the spot sort of thing Yeah, but um, yeah I don't think it's easy I think you know like I said it's no. you're, you're asked to do a lot more but I know the, the degree at Kingston because my friend was running it he said it's like very conceptual now a lot of thinking yeah. which is great because you get you know thinking is valuable but then also you're, you're not yeah. that yeah. practical no and that's that's what we've had and because of where I ended up, I think I've got this appreciation for juniors when we take them on. Yeah. That we've had juniors that are bubbling with ideas, enthusiastic, but are oh, you doing adverts in Photoshop? Oh, yeah, but didn't you just InDesign? What's bleed? Oh. Don't know what bleed is. How do you set something out for print? Don't know. What separations? They're just all this industry stuff that you need to know. Yeah. They just they haven't, got clue. Well. haven't got a clue what it was. So I've had three or four juniors under me since I've kind of got to my stage yeah and I love it that they are just questions 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 because it's really rewarding to actually see them come out mm. with not that much experience and you can just go bucket loads of information on them and go look this is this is how to get there this is what to do yeah and I find that really rewarding now that you can help a junior along because they would just be stuck you're pretty rare though I don't think yeah. many people can be bothered I, I, I know that's generalising but I think yeah. when you're in a job Maybe because you're working for yourself, it, like you're the boss as well. But if you're busy in a job, yeah. to take time out. But even in the other roles, where we were last time, I mean, we kind of said, I'd be like, yeah, sit, sit the junior next to me. Yeah. And I think because I was at that stage when I, obviously when I started my career, because I hadn't gone to uni and I had that experience, I was told just to ask questions, just to ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Nothing stupid, just to ask. And now... I kind of would apply that to a junior and say, look, if you want to know anything, just ask it. Because you're sitting there in your own little bubble, 
freaking out about not being able to do something is not going to help you. It's not going to help us as a team. Mm. It's not going to help the business. So don't feel like you're kind of pestering us or annoying us. Yes. And we used to get asked loads, didn't we? We had a junior actually ended up sitting in between us. Yeah. And we'd constantly be like, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? And it's like, yeah, we'll show you. We'll show you. Yeah. Just and you're just thinking, did you learn anything? Yeah. <laughs> no, you've got, you've got the ideas. That's yes. the thing. But you just can't transpose them from your head yes. to, a, to a printed material or yeah, an finished finish yeah. piece that you can actually put out. Yeah, and that's important. Yeah. So I guess the question of finding jobs after graduating, yeah. which is the sort of topic we're trying to handle, what would you... I'm interested to know what your advice would be having, like if you were graduating, yeah. and then as someone who's like potentially could it, could be offering these jobs, what would your feedback be? Well, the way I did it, I took on a couple of work experiences, and then I wrote around to a couple of places that I really like the look of to say, can I come in and do some work experience with you? Bit bit longer term. Um, so I chose a magazine that I really liked, and I didn't hear anything for probably six months, I think yeah. it was. And out of the blue, they just got in touch and said, oh, do you fancy coming in to do that work experience? So I went in there for a month. So I did that off my own back for free. Yeah. Didn't expect to get paid for that. But my idea was if I can just get in somewhere, get my feet under the table. Yeah. And it paid off. They gave me a job at the end of it. Which amazing. Was amazing. Um, and I stayed there for 10 years. So wow. Yeah. It was so that's, that's It paid off. So that's probably my what I would do again if I was in the same boat. I would literally just try and get work experience in places. But I think it's got to be a bit longer term. You have to be able to make enough of an impact and being there for a month yeah. for me it was over the course of a whole issue of a magazine so they really got to see what I could do I see yeah that makes sense so like they, that time. it's not your, you've got <coughs> time to make an impression yeah. you're not like in and out and like who was that guy yeah exactly yeah. yeah. and I think if they're not paying you and you're, you're dedicating your time to them yeah. you're going to make that impression Yeah. because they're not feel like they're, they're wasting money on you so they, they will help you and they do you know I yeah. I, no, I think it's a really interesting tactic because I, I think that I guess from my point of view, when we did portfolios, you get an on placement and you're not you're not paid, and you yeah. got to, you can't always outthink people, but you can outwork them. Yeah. And our thing was like, can we stay in long enough to get some work out? Which is you know similarly, you're kind of like, if we can get a work made. I think the one thing is like um, I think I mentioned it before, but we got like let go because we got work out because it was quite predictable yeah so we'd, we did we were uh, working at Leah Burnett and we got an ad out for fairy and it was they just won an award so the idea was like oh we can do a, a poster you know like on the tube or whatever um, and we did like a towel that looked like a scroll and it was like to celebrate that they'd won something and well done sort of thing and um, we were really pleased because the route the, the theory is look we're being put in charge of like a big budget ad it's like I can't know, probably about 100 grand or something yeah and you're like, we surely can show that we can do the work. And I remember when it ran, and our boss said, look, it's really boring. Like, if I wanted boring work, I've got people who can do that. I want something interesting from you guys, so I'm going to let you go. You're not ready yet. So we got let go yeah. by doing the work. But it, but it taught us the value of we've got to come back stronger and be yeah. really, really different and yeah. really creative and kind of... But that's advertising. It's a bit, yeah, it's, it's slightly, slightly different. different. You're, you are there for your thinking. So, like you said, I can't. Yeah. I could, although I could have set up documents for bleed and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it wasn't yeah. a, a requirement. That is the, it's the idea, isn't it? It's, yeah. the it's all the concept sort of yeah. thing. So. Whereas, yeah, in an agency, I don't know. I, I think it's actually the personality as well. Yeah. We've we've kind of interviewed juniors that have come along, obviously, with their their uni portfolio, and they've executed all those briefs really well. But they were kind of a bit arrogant about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you you don't know that much. Yes. But then we've had juniors that have just come in and go, I want to learn, I want to learn, I want, I'll just show me everything you can. Yes. And they're just keen to 
improve themselves. They don't think they know it. Yeah. And they look up to you as kind of seniors and go, that's where I want to be in two, three, five years, whatever it is. Yeah. And I find that kind of person works a lot better because they're wanting to learn, they're wanting to improve themselves and they, they kind of will do what it takes. If, if it means working out of hours, going on Linda, learning lessons, they, they will do whatever it takes. Yes. Whereas some people just have got this arrogance as if like, I'm a designer already. It's kind of, it's that fixed mindset yeah. versus a growth mindset. Thing. Yeah. So like, I'm inherently talented, I don't need to improve versus yeah. I can actually improve if I work hard at it. Yeah. And we all know how long we've been in the industry. Yeah. We're still learning. Yes. None of us have made it yet. We're well, I think still... the requirements in the industry are always yeah. changing, so you're always having to adapt. Yeah. You can't go, well, I've nailed Photoshop 4 and Quark, what more can the industry <laughs> yeah. throw? That's it, I've done. You know, I'm, the mic I, I'm shit hot at MySpace. It's not relevant. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it's kind of, it's always changing, so I think yeah. that's really good. It's funny, when people ask me, the advice I take, which I think is kind of counterintuitive, but it's, it's similar to what you were saying about working for free, because I think you have leverage. Yeah. The way I would look at it would be, I would say to them, work a really well-paid but shit job mm. to save up six months' worth of, it, of living expenses yeah. and then go to your dream place and say, I will work for you for six months yeah. for free yeah. and go, and if I'm not good enough at the end of that, I'll accept not having a job, <laughs> but if I am, I want a job. Yeah. So like you've got a length of time to prove yourself. Yeah. And I always figure that the, the danger, I guess, I suppose, is if you, if you end up like going into like um, a, a smaller space and you haven't got guys who are as good as you or as open-minded or don't have as exciting briefs and you're left doing... I remember guys, we used to... They'd get jobs out of uni at yeah. Cool Quick. Oh, yeah. And so you'd think, oh, you got a job. <laughs> but then you'd be like, oh, you poor bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, you don't that job, yeah. You're just photocopying and doing really kind of, yeah. oh, my God, where's the way out? So it was this thing of... I think that if you got you could almost get jaded or blunted but like a small place that didn't value you yeah. and you're doing crap briefs and they're not teaching you and then actually your chances of ever getting into the top place is gone because yeah. they're going to see that you've limited yourself. Where I always felt that if you had the discipline to kind of work hard all day at a crap job like a call centre and then in the evenings and weekends like do spec work that yeah. you really are passionate about that you enjoy working on, yeah. you'll build a portfolio that which is really quite interesting. Yeah. So when you do go to the top place, you just go, look, I've got good work, I'm free. Yeah, I can afford to. You can't say no to this because I'm not, I'm not taking up anything of your time, I just want to be given a fair shot. Yeah. And we usually found that when we got in at Mother on placement, it was like the holy grail of places. Yeah. And all you had to say is, well, we, we've just finished at Mother, can we come and see you next? And like, like, yeah. Oh, you're a mother? <laughs> oh, fine, you can come in. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's, that's all it takes? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That was the quality thing. Like you see when football players, when they, I used to be at Arsenal yeah. and now at Bristol Rovers, yeah. well, you were at Arsenal, who cares? Yeah. That's enough coming it's along. It's always like, yeah, I'd try the Bristol Palace. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's once you hear that, it's yeah, like, oh, like, yeah, you're amazing. For Sunday football, it's like, yeah. he used to play at Man City and Argyle. Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe he's, he's going to be amazing. <laughs> but um, I think that's, that's kind of what my approach, which is similar, yeah. but it's that thing. I think I love the idea that it's the leverage, isn't it? They can't yeah. really sack you because you're free. Yeah, yeah, and I think if you start at the top of the tree, if nothing else, if you say I've had six months at wherever, the next place down is going to be oh you've been there. You don't need to tell them I was working for free. You just go come yeah, and come yeah. in. And I think it's good that what you said about being proactive about reaching out to places before you're ready yeah. and keeping your options open. So again, I, we always found that it always made the point of well we finish in a couple of weeks and then we're going to McCann's or wherever. So. 
we could stay if you want to make a, an offer or something. We don't have to go there, but if not, we're going. Yeah. There's something about the fact that you are leaving yeah. and yeah. going to somewhere reasonably good makes you more desirable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it gives you peace of mind. And it also gives you industry experience. So you do take yeah. jobs from the beginning right to the very end they go to print and you've done the whole thing and I think yeah. that's yeah. a big deal in a portfolio to be able to show that yes down the whole range yeah yeah. you've completed a brief a live brief properly Is that, there's something really valuable in that I think so it is if you're, if you're giving people advice on how to get a job after graduating to sort of summarise what we're thinking <laughs> apart from painting carpets and painting carpets <laughs> and dodging robbers actually you've just uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say don't be afraid to start from the bottom yeah don't try and go in at this high level paid job. If you really want to get in there, go in and do the photocopying. Make That's a really good point, actually. Do, don't it's be not afraid. The, it's not your wage, is it? It's, the, it's where you want to work versus how much you'll pay. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. So yeah. I think you could, commanding a high fee or thinking you're worthy of it is a mistake yeah. and more look at Start, get get into a good place that's going to allow you to showcase your skills. Get that experience. Yeah, yeah. we have that Karmarama. We were they we're normally in an agency like the top dogs get the best brief. Yeah, and then it filters down and you're left with the dross. But in Karmarama, they were like, okay, everyone gets the brief. Yeah. So whether that's an IKEA TV ad or VH1 promotion, you've got the chance at least to get work out. And that was where we first started. Got so I think yeah. that's good. And I think if, if an agency leads with that ethos, that I mean, the first the place I worked at, I mean, we had the MD. We'd do like we'd pull up all nighters doing jobs, and yeah. he would be there at two in the morning with us, helping us. Yeah, he hasn't gone over at six o'clock and gone right, leave you to it. He'd, he'd be involved, he'd be mucking in, and that gives you the respect to go. I want to work here because mm. I like the whole ethos of it. So I don't mind doing your photocopying and make your tea because he's doing it as well. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, that, I think that's good. And Setting an example. Yeah, and but then on the flip side, weirdly, I know agencies where you don't want to be. I've always heard that once a junior, always a junior, where people come into an agency and almost be viewed as a junior all the time. I think, yes, it can move. be harder. Yes, you've got yeah. to move sideways to move up. Yeah, you? or you've got to go above and beyond your junior role yeah. to then be able to go, I'm worth more now, mm. and not be afraid to ask for more responsibility to then climb the ladder to get more money. Yes. Because I think some agencies, if you went in there as a junior, you're doing a really good job, would happily leave you on that wage, yeah, and start giving you more important work and bigger work, and be like, "Well, this is this." Is but just life. forget to mention yeah, about and forget yeah. to. So sometimes you, you yeah, we're supposed to not have. Yeah, you yeah. you can't be afraid to ask. It's asking for money, but it's asking for responsibility. So yeah. don't be afraid to ask for more if you can take it on, and you're you're you feel you can manage it. To then go right, I'm doing all this extra work above my usual job description. Yes. I think I need to be paid for that or I think I need to be rewarded for that somehow. That's and I think that's point. the only way you can start to step up the ladder. And I, I I got to the point, I think, in my second agency where I started, I was, it was on a ridiculously crap wage. And I ended up with like four pay rises in two years. Yeah. Because I got taught that. It was like, look, take on more as much as you can. Work your ass off. Once you're doing that regularly, then you ask for the money to go with it. Yes, I think that's and, true. And it steps you up because you can be forgotten as a junior and you can be left as a junior and not taken as serious. Well, they're, they're, it's there and they're, they're not in an interest of going, we don't pay you enough. No, <laughs> no they, gonna not many bosses will come to you and go, oh, I think you really need more money. No, it's it's funny. The um, I saw a way of asking for a wage was because it's it's a millennial sort of like, um, con, you know, stigma. 
that they expect when you've been in a job a couple of years to get promotion just yeah. through being in the job. Yeah. And I think it was uh, Martin Ramit said he was making the point of if you say to the boss, look, I feel I'm doing more than I'm being paid for. Yeah. How about if I carry on and I hit these kind of targets and show my value in three months time I want to have a conversation with you about giving me a pay rise yeah. so they have a chance to prepare and you would kind of agree on what that is valid like if I continue to hit these figures or whatever it might be yeah. and then you gather your case study to go in in three months time so do you remember three months ago we had a chat let's review how I've been getting on and then you've got your whole arsenal of look at the, what the work yeah, I've been I've doing I've delivered this I've been doing and you this. did see we talk about having a pay rise you kind of did imply that would be possible Yeah. I think then you would put yourself in a good position to almost force the issue because if they say look I'm not going to do it and go back on their word then yeah. you're like well I probably have to leave then yeah, they, Which, don't, they don't back and that's how the promotion comes anyway by yeah. moving on yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's true yeah it, it does make sense to do that kind of thing because I'd know people that do that and be like yeah I'm taking on this more work Oh, and on the side, I've been taking extra Photoshop lessons. I've been taking Illustrator. Yeah, yeah, and they to were help you as a company. Yeah, and I've done all that in my own time. So yeah, it just I think it, it makes sense to do that. Yeah, I think that's good. Like it's being proactive as you yeah, were saying. Yeah, you're before. not just going. I've been here six months. I deserve a pay rise. For what? No. Like, and, and, as we and you do get people like that. Yeah, you yeah. do get people like that that would be like, I deserve more money. For what? What are you doing extra? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's a not an easy conversation, but I think it's um. We're, we're, I think we're always happy to pay more if we can see that there's a yeah. tangible yeah. metric attached to like you're doing better. Yeah, it's you know, but I think you have to question it that way. Mm. So I think probably in order to get jobs, I think that we've all decided that there's got to be a strategic element. You have yeah. to be kind of quite clear on kind of <laughs> probably where you want to work and the type of work you want to do. Yeah, yeah, and you probably want to have a plan of going in. I would say trying going into the probably the, the most desirable place yeah. possible, starting because it's harder to go up. It's if you can start high initially, you give yeah. yourself a chance. I know certainly we said no to smaller agencies to hold out, ironically, jobless for the big one to yeah. come in. And I think that made sense because it's always easier to sort of hop in and then drop down. And I think so you've got the strategic element of like, I want to know where I want to work. And then I think when it comes to it, you have to be honest but have that growth mindset of like I'm prepared to work hard I'm often prepared to almost forego pay yeah. so I need some sort of backup funding whether that's a family member who can like maybe sponsor me yeah. or do something and then when you're in the job it's all about the appetite and the attitude and, and asking yeah. Yeah. I think that's a Massive. big one asking for help taking extra lessons making people aware of all you're doing yeah. and showing an appetite to learn more while the whole time cheating on them by making job inquiries with other places <laughs> yeah. to, to you've cover got, yourself. Yeah, you've, yeah, got you've got to constantly be looking out. Yeah. You've got to constantly be looking Yeah, out. I think because so. You just never know what's going on. And and it also gives you a position of your value because you're looking at those other jobs going, well, why are they pay more? Yeah. Why are they pay more? Am I, being, am I on the right wage for what I'm doing? And yeah, you've just got to... You've got to constantly, and I think for your whole career, you need to be constantly aware, aware of industry rates and of everything. what the rates are, and, and how much you sh you're actually worth for what you provide. Yeah, I think also picking up when you, if you do land a role as work experience, looking at what people are so busy that they can't do. So when I landed my work experience role, their website, the actual company's website, was really bad. Yeah, even though we were doing magazines, so I was sort of pitching saying, "Well, I can redo the website." Yes, because everybody else didn't want to know. Because they're too busy doing their jobs, but yeah. suddenly they've got somebody who's quite keen to do it, and they're relieved. Yeah, it's it's just, like, yeah they're relieved. It goes in sort of in your favour, and 
yeah so it makes you that little bit more valuable yeah no I think that's a really good point because it is as well as because the way we've been talking before you're kind of going in on your talent or work or work ethic yeah but I think if you can find a problem like a chink in their armour that's huge yeah you know because I think it's like that thing of they're probably going yeah that's been on our to-do list but we're just quite busy yeah no one can do it but now you can come in and you're keen as and we're like (laughs) super eager God will treat you (laughs) you have the website go on Sandy go for it and you're like yes (laughs) they're like thank god that's off our list yes and you're like yeah I'm stoked to be doing the job yeah Yeah, that's perfect that's nice it's hard it must be and I I think it must be even harder nowadays to be a junior I can just I, imagine. Well, you wonder because there is that point of you can work for yourself. There is Upwork and there's yeah. Fiverr and there's like freelancing. So there is other options. Mm. It's not, you don't have to get a kind of job. But yeah. I do feel that at something, there's always that balance of you build your business and you build your brand. So uh, I think I heard someone mention, I think it might have been Chris Doe, was, he might have been quoting somebody, it was that thing of specialise publicly, yeah. generalise privately. So I think if you're taking on work, to pay the bills in order for you to sort of put out there the type of work you want to get hired for. However you pay the bills is up to you. I don't think there's yeah. a problem in that. So no. I think it, if you graduate, I think any job is good. Yeah. Uh, and I'm always aware of how can you keep the passion burning to do what you want to do and keep your talent sharpened yeah. so that if you are going to apply to the bigger places, they can see that you've got the tenacity. Because I don't yeah. think... So that's always the thing is you've got to be able to be... You've got to be able to fund it in some form. Yeah. Um, and then you've got to still stay quite good. But hopefully when you've graduated, you would still have this appetite to improve. And that's why I said, like, I think if you take a, an easier, smaller job like Call Quick, I think you never escape. Or at least no, you, you, you fall out of love with the industry because it kills it. Yeah, and, and that is the thing. Because like you said about passion and working hard, we're all here. We all do what we do because we love it. Yeah. We're not here to get... We're, it's not because we're going to get rich from it. No. So we, that's why you've still got that passion after all these years because I almost, I mean, I've got people who are jealous of me because I do what I love doing every day. Yeah. And they've got to go off to an office and be like, oh, I've got to go to work. Yes. And we're like, they yes, for the I love doing yeah, yeah. This is our hobby in essence. Yes, absolutely. And we do it every day. Yeah. So I think having that passion, as you said, if, if that gets killed in somewhere like Corkwick, if, if, if your passion gets, or if the flame gets diminished, that early on get out yeah get get out of there if, you, if you're not enjoying it get out of it's it funny that's what the guy said to us he was like um all of your mates will be getting jobs when i when we graduated because yeah. my mate did copywriting and he went to de montford so he did english yeah so this whole thing of all his mates were getting jobs in journalism and all of my mates were getting design jobs and he said just you wait in 12 to 18 months they'll all be sick of what they're doing yeah but you'll have finally got a job that you really enjoy and that won't leave you. And actually, that's when you're beginning to win because although you'll start lower payment-wise, yeah. in five years, you'll have caught them up. In 10 years, you'll have overtaken them. Mm. And he was like, you've got to stay long-term. And yeah. I think that's true. And you love it. And, you, and I think as designers, you you live and breathe it. Yeah. Time. And not other people do that. I mean, I'll, I'll be in a restaurant with my wife looking at menus, looking at the, the, the kerning and the types... And, and she's like, what are you doing? And you, you just can't help it. You just do it. And I remember being told when I first, as a junior, it's like, you'll know when you're a designer is when you're not at work, but you're thinking about it. Oh, God, yeah. All you the spot time. signage, you spot adverts, and you're just constantly looking at stuff, taking you inspiration stuff. You recognise typefaces. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you just, it is. It's, it's, it's your livelihood. And it's your life. It's your passion. And yeah. I think, yes, if, if your passion goes, you're, you're kind of worried. Yeah, absolutely. Don't get in this job if you're not passionate about it. 
No, you got to. I think the passion makes the excuses. You can dismiss working long hours or perhaps being underpaid at times. Yeah. Because you 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 think well. I'm, I'm in something I love doing. Yeah. Yeah. If I have to work longer hours, it's less <coughs> tedious. Um, so no, I agree. I, I totally but then you, agree. on that flip side, you don't want people to take advantage of you. No. That's, I think that's always the for, challenge. For doing isn't what it? you love doing. Yes, which is probably why, as you said, you adopt the mindset always of not one foot out the door, but being aware of industry rates and yeah. always having that sort of I need to move if I need to move and yeah. staying up to date with what, you know, being. A, educated on what's fair to be yeah. paid yeah. and not being afraid to say it yeah but i think getting that first two years experience yeah is golden once yeah. you've got that you can then move on you can yes get, yeah it just opens up a whole sort of world for you then. the chances of dropping out and being unemployed for a substantial length of time are pretty slim yeah 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 and and after that two years you're, you're even if you just like but you know what i do want to go free lunch you're probably more likely to sustain that freelance career, I think, because you've yeah. got that bit of industry experience and you just kind of, you, I think you know what yeah. you're doing a bit more. I think, yeah, one thing I never did, actually, which I wish I did, was I never, you end up staying in the creative department. I wish I'd spent more time going to talk to all the other departments about payment terms, contracts, yeah. getting clients. <laughs> the business like, side. Yeah, because yeah. you've got all these brilliant people and you don't even... Bother, no. you know, it's yeah. like so. I think that one that's a really good point because when you do, once you've had a bit of experience and you decide actually, I, I, I either want to go freelance or I'm can't quite find that job because that does happen, yeah. Um, you want to have at least equipped yourself with enough business now yeah. so that you know how to generate leads, your website's up to date, you're doing a bit of networking. So, I think those are that's the thing when you're in the job, don't ever switch off that kind of slightly paranoid <laughs> what happens if it all goes wrong because because if You've you go to yeah. yeah if you go to the company you don't look how about like, how do you get clients like can i go to a networking event with you to yeah. learn a bit more or can i go on behalf of the company yeah you know the whole point is yes you're going and you're you're winning leads or whatever or you're making an impression but those connections yeah. they stay with you when you move jobs yeah and that networking to build who you know that's where all the jobs come from. That's the other thing that I completely overlooked. It's never what you know, it's always who you know. Yeah. And yeah. that's actually when you need work and you go, look, I'm coming, I'm going to be out of work, or I'm looking for work in the next month. Yeah. Does anybody have anything? That's when you'll be amazed that that's where the work comes from. Yeah. So I think, I yeah, think building that, yeah, relationships yeah. Yeah. in the job that is important. That happened to us when we set up because basically, I think probably 90% of our work when we first set up was through people we knew. Mm. Yeah. We'd worked with previously. It was just all recommendations. Yeah, it was invaluable. It was but just, that, I suddenly it was bizarre actually because I suddenly realised we had this whole network that we mm. built up without even knowing it. Yeah, you don't realise it's kind of a yeah. network. But the, as you said, the business side of things, I think that's massive. Yeah, I mean, when I first went freelance, it was it was quite a quick choice to go freelance, and it was like, shit, I've got to invoice people, I've got to yeah. chase payments, and wait thirty days, and, it's, and, it's like, what and is it was. This? I mean, yeah. my my stepdad sat down with me and kind of did a financial thing, and he was like, look, cash is king. If you're working for yourself, yeah. get paid. That is the most important thing yes. when you're working for yourself is to get paid. And I kind of always had that in my mind because you do get you can get screwed over as a freelancer and you've got to wait. And I used to set payment terms, 30-day payment terms. Yeah. But you would find that if you freelanced at a big agency, you'd fall into their payment terms. Yes. And if you missed it by a day, you're waiting 60 days for payment. Yeah, if that's your livelihood, it's it's really hard. It will finish you off. No, yeah. it's really. I think yes. So I think that was the thing. I never did it, and I do advise people to do it. Yeah, um, is to get to know the other people in the in the business. Yeah, and you know it's 
that's the way you get connections. It's always, as you say, you get work from them, you learn from them, they help you out. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing yeah. to do. So what we're, to sum up is if you're going to get a job, know where you want to work. Yeah. Have some sort of money set aside to give you that sort of uh, cushion mm. or that buffer to go through the lean times or at least go to somewhere and, and be able to hold out. And then when you're in there, you've got to kind of look after yourself a little bit yeah. and not get too comfortable. And this is by self-development, education, building yeah. networks and relationships and, and learning outside of the discipline that you're functioning yeah. in. Because that's the easy thing is to stay, I'm a designer, I'm going to stay doing that. It's doing the other things to future-proof yourself so it, then you've got the flexibility to move on yeah. when it suits you and you can control your life rather than being at the mercy of a business goes wrong and now you're out on your ear and it's like, oh, Christ, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, you've got to be a sponge. Yeah. And just absorb as much as you can. Yeah. Because, uh, and now, because from the free, like, like, now we've started an agency, it's, we've got that whole business side of stuff, haven't we? Yeah. Which actually, we're kind of leaning more that actually... This whole creative thing is amazing, and we're we're designers, but also fifty percent of us we're business owners now. Yeah, and we've, we've it's a whole other level of skills that we've had to learn in the last couple of years, which we never knew. No, we, we just like that's the key. We design, we design, we design. You we learn it. Pretty, but it's like because you have shit, to. We've got to run a business now. Yeah, you don't. And it's not we've never had that before. No, and it's always it's well, it's never a pleasure to no. try and learn that kind of stuff. No, yeah. why still doing what you're doing as well? <sighs> yes, yeah. you know, it's mental. But if, if you can get in early and have a, a kind of vague knowledge of how, how an agency works and how things run, yeah, it's massive. I, I, I mean, I've known art workers that have gone on to be kind of account directors because they've just taken that direction. Yes. Actually, do you know what? I don't want to see it from this Mac all the time. I, I still love the industry, but I want to be out there meeting clients. And they've gone on to be successful account handlers and they've loved it. And yeah. it's the networking thing and it's getting to know people. And so, yeah, it's, it's a fun beast. <laughs> There we go. And that's it. That's the first podcast episode done. It was that easy. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the chat we had. I've recorded a few more of the Hutch sessions and I'll be excited to bring them to you. Um, if you have any questions for me or the guys, you can send me a message. You can DM me on Instagram, send an email to thad at thadeducation.com. Or the best way is always to search for Facebook for Thadeducation, join the group and message me in there. If you want to catch up with the Hutch guys, you can see their work at hutchagency.co.uk. Like I said, you can get in contact with me at thadeducation.com. As always, it means the world to me if you could share this with people you think would enjoy it. And please subscribe so we get those downloads send us your questions any questions you want to submit you can go to anchor.fm forward slash education and leave me a message and that's it so have a great day share and like and subscribe and i'll catch you soon